0: All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life today. We have been taking questions from our listeners, and if you'd like to submit a question that we would answer on air, just email us at info at We'd love to answer them. Today's question is just kind of a continuation from yesterday. The question is, is how does or should the regulative principle of worship affect worship in the church. Now, maybe you're not familiar with that term, the regulative principle of worship. So here is perhaps a, a fairly easy way to define it. The regulative principle forbids anything not commanded by Scripture, whereas the normative principle allows anything not forbidden by Scripture. And, of course, when we're talking about worship, we don't mean just the singing part. I, Did, would, I would say I would
1: expand that regulative principle principle because there are some things that aren't commanded but we are provided that by direction by inference um, by example uh, through god's word so it's not an explicit imperative of command to do a certain thing but there are but god has laid down these principles in his word that we can discern what his will is regarding our worship
0: amen yeah i I won't disagree with that so um you know i i only kind of re- really recently become reformed in the last 10 years and one of the things that the regular principle is going to say is it's going to say look here, here's how you practice worship and by worship we mean all of what happens on um, the Lord's Day not just you know the singing part but the regular principle would say this is what you ought to do you ought to read the word you ought to preach the word you ought to pray the word you ought to sing the word you ought to see the word in mm-hmm. the sacraments Right. and honestly brothers when I first came into contact with this principle my rebel heart basically said how dare you how dare you try to regulate how i worship god um i i can worship god however i want to worship god and i I was really kind of you know uh offended that people would try to regulate my worship or the bible even would try to regulate my worship and i just I, i don't say that to to celebrate that rebellion I I just think that that's – I think as people listen to us talk about this, I I know that some of them are thinking, how dare you pastors think that you guys can tell people how to worship people or or how to worship the Lord? Well, no, it's actually
1: that God's told us how he wants uh, to be worshipped. It's it's not any different than, say, in your own home, your wife may tell you what pleases her or you have a spouse that tells you what they would like at – you know as a gift if my wife's told me what she likes as a gift and i decide to go to um you know home depot instead and buy tools for her i'm not i'm not i'm not giving her uh, the gift that she would like we don't we we want to give back to god the gift he wants not the gift we would like to give
2: you know um in the bible when when Moses went up the mountain, and uh, under Aaron's leadership, the people uh, brought their golden jewelry and contributed it to making a golden calf, and they proceeded to worship that golden calf. Let me just point out a couple of things. Their worship was sincere. <laughs> they,
1: they were, were actually s- saying, this is the God that got you. Yes, to be this here. is the
2: God. This golden calf is the God who led us out of Egypt. Uh, they were sincere. It was heartfelt. It was sacrificial. They, they actually had to give up, their, their, give up gold jewelry in order to make that golden calf. It was sincere. It was heartfelt. It was meaningful to them, and it was an abomination to God. Oh, can we, can we stop right there? So that's like a perfect picture of John 4, where Jesus says, those who
0: worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. Yes. And so in one sense, would it be fair to say that they had all the components of spirit, namely, all I mean is that their whole person was operating in trying to worship God, but they were completely devoid of truth.
2: Yeah, yeah, amen. And let's not mistake sincerity yeah. and, and heartfelt with what actually honors God.
1: Yeah. Zeal without knowledge. I mean, you can have a certain zeal about what you're doing, but it's without knowledge of what mm-hmm. God would mm-hmm. want to receive.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I just I think maybe we should just reiterate that belief in a regulative principle doesn't mean that all the worship of every church that believes in that is going to look exactly the same way. Yeah, amen. So I happen to to go to a church that believes in um, psalm singing, hymn singing, we use a a piano and an organ. Mm -hmm. But even within that tradition, there's even difference of opinions about the speed of the song, the tempo in which it's played, the manner in which it's played. Well, the regulative principle didn't solve that problem.
1: No, and I'm, it didn't tell, ta- and it didn't solve how many of those songs you were going to sing that Sunday. That's correct. And it didn't, it didn't, um, it didn't solve whether you read from one pulpit and preached from another. And it didn't solve, you know, those are all circumstances to to worship, not elements of worship. Yeah, the element, the elements will never change, but the circumstances, how, you know, how many or what hour you meet or those things can change you know according to custom
2: yeah and yeah. well let me let me just you you as you said according to, according to custom let's and Jonathan you mentioned earlier that there's there's discernment involved here and the the bible doesn't give us a set of hard and fast rules it gives us guidance um it gives us direction but we have to use discernment you know and, and just let me give me let me give you an example um my my dear father who's been in heaven now for many years uh he was 100% convinced it was evil to have guitars in worship <laughs> uh, and along with many of his generation and and the reason he thought that was because in the 1960s the guitar was the was the the soundtrack by which the world went to hell in his view mm-hmm. and so he didn't want to hear a guitar in worship uh but god bless him His his concern there, his reaction was 100% cultural, not biblical.
3: Kevin DeYoung wrote an article once where he said, the heart of the regulative principle is not about restriction. It's about freedom. Mm. And I found that helpful Uh um, because so often we think of it the other direction. And then he just gave some um, short little snippets. I'm not going to read the the defense of each of these. I'm just going to read the bold uh, main points. He said that the regulative principle gives us freedom from cultural captivity. Always trying to keep up with what culture is, is putting out there. It gives us freedom from constant battles over preferences. It gives us freedom of conscience. And then he says it gives us freedom to be cross-cultural and also a freedom to focus on the center. Um and I just – I think that's helpful to, to shift the mindset away from, no, it's about what I can't do. right um, I think the idea behind the regulative principle is, no, it, it's giving you freedom to, to, to do. Um, and it actually is freeing you from some things that are actually going to be very hurtful for your church. I mean, how many of us have been in congregations where there have been worship wars? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't win you can't win the war because whatever the target is the target just moved right by the time you figured it out in your church (laughs) you're going to have to start the process all over again yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. what brothers what dragon do you think okay maybe we can ask ask this question two ways what dragon were the Puritans slaying in their day when they wrote this into the confession and what dragon does the regular principle help us to slay today in terms of our Lord's Day worship
3: So it's more in the Presbyterian um, confessions than it is in the the Dutch reform three forms. There's a little bit in the in the three forms, but it's primarily a, a Westminster um, concern that they addressed. Um, they had their own directory of worship. They had, that it right. accompanied their their standards. Um, so I'm not going to say that it's absent from the three forms. Um, because but we would find a there, common father in calvin we would find a common father right. so the only reason i say that is because they had a hundred years that transpired between the the writings so there was something that was coming up that was causing it to take a more prominent place in the confessions and i'm going to defer now mm-hmm. to i'm just doing the background i'm going to defer to my <laughs> presbyterian brother
2: yeah well it, it just within our tradition uh and I am not I don't know if this is where you were going Russ. We have we have a directory for worship which is very intentional. I, I really was going nowhere so yeah, that's okay. why I gave you the baton. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that we have a directory for worship that gives guidance but it does not have set forms. It, it gives a tremendous amount of freedom uh within the biblical guardrails. Let's put it, let's put it that way. Uh but we do have t- tremendous amount of freedom to to put together Uh, Worship and and, uh, with a variety of musical styles and uh, with a a variety of different orders of worship, Uh, we don't have set rigid forms. Okay, so you didn't answer my
0: question. You're really good at that. Thank you. Yeah, the question was, is what dragon was the Puritans trying to slay in their day by, you know, penning the regular principle, and what dragons does the regular principle help to slay today?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, and I, th- I think both were—both the Puritans and, and today, it's, it serves to guard against merely cultural—it guards against captivity to culture. Russ, a minute ago, uh, read, uh, read something about regulative, regulative principle frees us from captivity to culture— and, and I think that's true. The, the Puritans were looking for freedom from the rigid forms, uh, perhaps, of the Church of England that had grown out of Roman Catholicism, uh, and uh, that you know, very highly uh, liturgical set forms of, of worship. And I think um,
3: that's an important point to make, that a highly liturgical form of worship doesn't equate with regulative principle and yep. people tend to think highly liturgical must be according to the principles of God's word and i think we the the pause that the the at least the westminster divines were writing against was no what the catholics are doing and now by extension the anglicans are doing is not according to what god has commanded right um and they were actually addressing what we would look at as conservative churches of today that's actually their mar- Primary concern: Where, if going back to Josh's question, the dragon that we're we're looking at is not the highly liturgical; um, it's it's the non-liturgical default to individualism and right. and rampant um, over excess with regard to um, do whatever markets well, feels good. Um. Worship
1: is all that takes place in, in in that church on Sunday. It you know from the from, from your opening uh, call to worship, God has gathered us for this uh, um, worship to the appropriate responses to Him calling us to worship. And so all the way through a worship service, um, you you hear from God and you respond to God. Uh, these, this is the simple structure of worship. God is speaking to us when we respond to Him in songs and prayers and, and, uh, you know, vows and confession and in various ways that we've heard from Him. And then we, we end by being sent out into the world by God. And so that's all takes place during the worship service. And sometimes, you know, there's a false view of worship that says worship is only what we do up to the point that the pastor speaks or worship is only when the pastor speaks mm-hmm. and right. instead of all of that. Do you, or, do you,
0: do you guys have any – we have about 30 seconds left. Is there a resource that would be helpful for our listeners? Can you guys think of something? Mm-hmm. What was the Kevin DeYoung article that you were – oh, an was article? was off Gospel Coalition, but um, – What was the name of it? I don't know. Okay, so they can just Google Kevin yep. DeYoung young Principle. There was a
3: book called Give Praise to God. I'm trying to think. It was a compilation of articles on reform worship. I think that's um, helpful. I don't mm-hmm. remember the author. Uh, was that yeah. Boyce? No. It was a it was a compilation by Riken and others.
0: Well, you could email us. Email yeah, us at e- info at reformationboyce.com and we'd love to answer that we question. Might, we might address it next hour. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs>